0: Welcome to the Pursuit of Peace podcast. My name is Parul and I am obsessed with everything holistic health and spirituality. I am determined to uplevel my mind, body and spirit to create a life beyond my wildest dreams. I truly believe that we're all looking to create a sense of lasting inner peace through all our pursuits in life. Health, wealth, relationships, spirituality, business, jobs or a college degree. Whatever that might look like for you at the moment, the goal is same. To find that blissful state, that lasting joy and inner peace. And the intention behind this podcast is to share my quest for inner peace so that might kickstart your journey to discover the source of that true lasting joy and bliss that I feel can only be created from the inside out. Welcome to the Pursuit of Peace podcast. Today I have a very special guest, a former client who has had his own journey of uh, manifesting money, manifesting a soul-aligned career and everything that comes with it. I have with me Sachin Heber. Sachin is the founder of Self Healers Hub and author of the best-selling book, You Are Unique. Sachin helps working professionals fix their gut health issues by mastering gut emotion and mindset without any strict diet, supplements, or medication. But that's a very formal introduction. I have known Sachin as a client back in the days when I was into health coaching. And Sachin is so committed that, you know, while he already had his health coaching business on the side, while In his full-time job, Uh, Sachin was a full-time software developer, uh, but he was also working on his own health goals. And I was working with him at a time when he was going through his transition to go big and go full-time in his health coaching uh, business. So welcome to the podcast, Sachin. So good to have you here. And we're going to talk a lot more about your journey. But I'm so grateful and so honored that you agreed to do this for me. Um, welcome.
1: Thank you so much, uh, Parul, for you know inviting me over to this uh, amazing uh, platform today. And um, thanks for the kind words. I'm really grateful uh, to you have you had as a coach in aspects of health and uh, right now in the aspects of you know the money as well. So thank you for doing what you're doing, and really grateful to be here.
0: You're welcome, Sachin. And the reason you're here is because we're going to talk all things money. So tell me a bit about your big breakthrough in your business where you have quantum leaped. These are the terminologies that we used in the world of manifestation, where it's not a progression of, you know, you went to one and two and three, you like leaped from one to five, if I can put it in simpler words. So, what was in the making, what was behind it? How do you think that happened for you?
1: Okay. So the main jump here, uh, I think uh, happened to through three things, okay? Three things. One is affirmations, okay? Second is belief. Third is the right actions, okay? So firstly, the affirmation, right, and the uh, vision. Which uh, you know you you helped me with your money manifestation masterclass. You did a five-day masterclass, right? And I attended it, and uh, there you spoke a clear vision. So I had a clear vision that I want to hit five. Okay, I had a clear vision. You know, five I want to hit five lakhs per month.
0: Five five. So five this is for yeah, yeah. So anybody who's watching who's not from India, it is five lakh Indian rupees, and you can translate it into yeah. your currency, whichever country you're in. And five lakh is five with uh, five zeros after it. I think it's yes. roughly 6,000 USD.
1: Yes, exactly. Yeah, correct. So, first is the affirmation. Then, uh, you know, the right actions around it. So, what are the actions is like, okay, so if I want to like hit $6,000, all right, so I would need, let's say, two clients per week. Okay, uh, Or two and two clients per week. So that comes down to me at six thousand dollars. Okay, if I hit two clients per week. So once I start hitting that two clients per week, then the belief be- became more and more stronger. So when I even I said that affirmation that and the vision was there there daily that I want to hit this number and start becoming more and more real for me. Before what was happening is I was just like, okay, I want to hit five max per month, but as there's no actions, there's no Correct actions to back that up. So the belief was very weak, right? So there's no clear vision what needs to be done. And third thing is, uh, you know, uh, going and not chasing the money, like as you said, but becoming the person who can attract that 5 lakhs. That is something which is really, uh, you know, help, which really helped me. Because then instead of chasing that, that when you chase that, it's like, You know, I think the universe has some sadistic pleasure. It keeps it away from you. But I won't give you this. Right? Right. I disagree. Um, Allow
0: me to interrupt. No. Uh, What's happening here? You've mentioned some really great points. Um, But no, the universe... I've got this light at a weird angle. So the universe is not discriminating. The universe is saying yes to everything that you desire. But, um, you know, when you're chasing something when we're chasing an outcome we're chasing money by default we're in the energy of lack and i like i always said okay, you know yeah. the universe follows the law of vibration which people don't talk about as much you attract what you are a vibrational match for and when you're chasing something you know when you're chasing people when you're chasing clients when you're chasing money the signal that you're get giving energetically to the universe is that i don't have the outcome yet And I know it's a bit counterintuitive because manifestation is counterintuitive. You have to embody the feelings of having the outcome first. And it doesn't matter, you know, whether you have it in your physical reality or not. And this is how our brain works. It doesn't know if something is happening in real time or if it is just your imagination. And this is the hardest part when we don't have something. But when you're embodied in, you know, I know I've got this, I've got this outcome already then you are like you know okay this client is not the source of money for me the universe is the source of money for me the client is just a channel and there are multiple channels channels how many people are there on this planet earth billions of them over seven billion so any one of them can come i'm not dependent on this one person who's sitting in front of me right now who doesn't convert as a client you know Or for somebody who's in a job you know oh this is the only job now it's gone you don't know maybe that person's not the right fit maybe they're not ready and when we get into that energy of convincing and chasing people even if we get the outcome we want it's very difficult to hold on to it or the energy that we project onto the person or the circumstance is always projected back to us because that's the law so that was a wonderful observation But you, without knowing all this explanation that I've given you right now, you were embodying this feeling of like, okay, fine. I know it's happening as long as I keep taking the action. So you were doing that. Now, uh, there there are a couple of things that I talk about. One is that affirmations and beliefs without action are nothing. Because you have to Mm -hmm. prove to the universe that you're ready through your actions. But also action Without the belief is nothing, you know, like if you don't believe in yourself and you don't believe that you are deserving and you are worthy of what you want and you can get what you want, then that action is just coming from a place of fear, coming from, again, a place of lack. So tell me, Sachin, what were the beliefs that you worked on?
1: Okay. It's a very interesting question. What were the beliefs uh, I worked on? Right. Uh, the first, first major belief for me was, you know, go into a serving mindset. Right. You know, be be disattached or don't be attached to the result. Right. Then rather than uh, you know, like you said about the chasing and convincing, like go into a mindset of service. Right. And see how you can really help the opposite person. Right. That actually, you know, made a big switch for me because I know before I used to get on a call, I would be like, okay, will this kind convert for me? Will he give me money? But when I went into the calls with the mindset of, okay, let me understand what he needs. Let me understand if he's really someone who needs my help. When that happened, I think then, you know, I was able to go into a more service mindset. I was more calm. That was one belief I worked on. Uh, the second uh, belief I worked on was, you know, having these labels, like I'm a middle-class uh, person. I have come from a middle-class family. Uh, you know, I need to save money. I need to hold money. Uh, and, you know, so the problem was I was getting money, but I was not experiencing it. So it's like three things. You no, know? I want to get the money. And to invest the money and also experience it it's not like I get it and I keep everything aside and I don't experience it and I'm uh, wearing uh, you know clothes with whole holes in it or trying to save money it doesn't work uh, you know that's what I you know moved out of and I was like okay so I, I think I need to like I'm getting money but I'm feeling like I'm not experiencing it and if I don't experience and not be in that vibration at all, you know, so then I, you know, did some uh, you know self care and uh, also, uh, just you know experience that money I'm getting. Not like going into like splurging and stuff, no. But really experiencing that money, and then that actually gave me more energy. And uh, you know, I enjoyed the process. Started enjoying the process. I think these are the two pillars. One is the serving mindset, right? And second is getting, then also trusting the money and investing it, and also experiencing it rather than just trying to hold it uh, i think these were the major beliefs
0: brilliant because i know this comes up for so many of us and especially though those of us who are in a service oriented industry um this is something that happened with me when initially i was like oh i want to make the sale i want to i want to get the money and then i was like no i'm here to serve people and you know it's very counterintuitive, but people can feel that energy when you're sitting in front of them That's and it. you want what's best for them mm-hmm. instead of wanting that sale or that money out of them. Because the people, like you don't have control over who is going to join. If it's a right fit, the exactly. right people are going to find you. Were you saying something?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. So
1: no, no, I do. we,
0: we don't have control over that. But when you're coming from the energy of... I want to serve people and people catch on to that energy, then that authenticity you cannot fake. And that is so important for anybody, you know, whether you're in a job, you know, coming from that place of gratitude that I get to do this, hopefully you're doing, you know, doing a job or you're into something that you enjoy. And if you you're not, you're again taking actions to get more into alignment. And I'll come to that topic in a bit. Um, Now, the second thing, you know, this belief about being from a middle class family, I totally identify with it because I had the same fears and I was like, you know, uh, the underlying belief is that there's not enough to go around. So I must save today. I must hoard. But again, that's an energy of lack. If you believe in abundance, you know, there is a lot to go around. That doesn't mean that you become irresponsible with your money. You have to be responsible with your money. And being responsible doesn't mean that you can't enjoy. So a word that you mentioned was splurge. Of course, you can splurge on yourself. You can take care of your needs. You can invest. You can save. And you can splurge on things that are aligned with you. Like, there is no one way to spend money. Somebody can spend it on designer clothes and feel like a million bucks from the inside. Not because they're trying to prove anything to anybody. Or you could go for, you know a vocation in the himalayas i know that's one of your desires um and that makes you feel like a million bucks and that's why you splurge on that because it gives you joy and it's the energy of joy the energy of respecting your money the energy of knowing that there's more than enough to go around so being responsible focusing on your goals but also, what's the point of having money and not enjoying it? Because that is what wealth consciousness is about. And having the dollar amount mm-hmm. in the bank account does not amount to having a wealth consciousness because, you know, there are stats which say, 70% of lottery winners lose their earnings and are worse off within a year of winning lotteries. So if just handing a wad of notes to somebody would do that, then You know, they wouldn't lose out on their money, but they don't know how to be around money. And they have these resistances of their own, which bring them to what their belief system is, where their belief system is. So your reality cannot be better than your belief system. There'll always be a cognitive dissonance, as in the mind has to prove what you believe in to be true. Or your reality has to change Mm -hmm. for your mind to believe. In uh, the new reality. So, what changes easily? Of course, uh, your mindset's not going to change because most of us are not even doing this work. We're not even aware of where the resistance lies, right? So, you know, we stay stuck and we take all that action and we hustle and we do everything for that we can from a place of fear and scarcity. And that is what keeps manifesting in our lives. Whether you are in a job, whether you're in a business, you know, you go in front of your clients and client after client, you're coming from a place. Oh, I want you to buy my service. I want you to buy that. I have to hit my goal, and then they can sense it. They can sense your desperation. They can sense you're not there to give them what's best for them. You're there for your money. And and the other part of the puzzle is surrendering, which for me was the hardest part, and still is but I think I've made a lot of progress but I see this in a lot of people knowing that what if you're doing your part the best case scenario will come to you and you have to let go the how and the when so maybe such a, you know you're sitting in front of your clients and you're doing the sales call and suddenly you get a call from somebody who you've not even seen in your community and they're like you know they've, they've seen your content and they're like I want to work with you right away or maybe you get some ancestral money or god knows what happens like a crazy kind of things happen with people so you can't say what is the best way in which the money is going to come to you in and then the other part is maybe you need to learn a lesson or two before you can embody that kind of abundance because if the universe gives you what you desire while you're in that state state of stress and anxiousness Then it's just proving to you that, you know, this is what you need to do more of. So maybe you need to learn to surrender. Maybe you need to relax. So for you, the lesson was to to come from a place of service instead of coming from a place of, oh, I need to make the money. And the money is the byproduct if you're doing your part, if you're in that service oriented energy. And, you know, you said, you know, I was calm. So when you're peaceful, you're calm. You're already telling the universe that I do desire money. I do desire to make an impact, but this is the energy from which I want to come. And the universe is like, yes, I want to make it easy for you. What you think is difficult is not. Is it easier to be in a calm state and knowing that, you know, the right people for me will come and work with me? Or is it easier to be stressed out and be chasing money? And that's not what the universe wants for you. So you need to learn that lesson before you can hit that milestone. So you've raised some beautiful points in all of this. So, yeah, okay. So now the other thing that I want to talk about is, um, and before I go to that, I want to ask you what was your income level before you moved on to 5 lakh INR or 6,000 USD? Where, what was your starting point And how did it change after you said you attended the five days Uh, masterclass series because i i hosted that in mid-december and you told me about it i think um, a couple of days back about hitting your milestone so roughly three less than three months so what was the starting point where Uh, were you
1: where was i Hmm, okay in december yeah so I was around, uh, you know, one, 1. 1.5 lakhs per INR, that is like uh, $1,500, when I was like, okay. But when I came to your aspect, when, uh, you know, the December money masterclass, I actually hit, actually broke that barrier and moved to around um, uh, 3 lakhs uh, in INR in December. In December right.
0: then itself. Again,
1: uh, you know, in in December itself, I moved, okay, but... I was so you that doubled I your buy.
0: income, like uh, 3,000, around yeah. 3,000
1: USD you reached yes. Yes. right
0: away in December, yes. and I wasn't even aware of it,
1: see? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But in January, again, you know, it like uh, went into maybe like a 2 lakhs, okay, it came down, but then in February, you know, I just revised what you had shared and I, you know, as I spoke about the beliefs and the actions and the affirmations, and then I, you know, in February, as I mentioned to you, I hit the six thousand dollar mark. Yeah, that's how it works. And you know, if I look into it in in, in like previous, you know, there are so many struggles. Like there were so many times where I had gone into like uh, negative uh, returns. Uh, I know I had like bare minimum to you know make it. But then you know, always you know the universe has always helped me in such cases. You know, it is allowed me to find some sources of the money which helps me uh, you know push forward and then improve you know it has always helped me do that so it's really grateful to the universe for that but there has been resistance as well difficulty as well okay but all that as you said I think all the lessons for me to learn yeah
0: and that's part of the journey I also and this is where I want to talk about um when you go after your desires it's not like it's going to be a bed of roses. It's all rainbows and unicorns. Far from it. And I know you switched from a very um, stable career as a software engineer, right? Uh, something that yes, everybody aspires to be in a country. You were working for a very good organization, and it was a difficult decision for you back then. You know, you were and and the and the beliefs that came up for you were like you know what will everybody think and you know, I've worked so hard for this, Um, correct me if I'm wrong. Um, And what will my family think, and you made that leap. And this is where making money in alignment with what you truly desire matters. So I want to ask you, um, was software engineering something that you really, really liked? And why I'm asking you this is because there are different scenarios. Sometimes people are are in jobs that they really dislike. Sometimes they are in jobs that they like at a certain point in time, but then they outgrow it. And sometimes it's like, yeah, it's fine, but it's not so exciting. So which one of the three scenarios was it for you when you thought of making the switch?
1: I think it was the third point, Paran, what you mentioned about, you know, uh, finally, it was never, not so exciting anymore. It was, it was that aspect. Uh, okay. You know, because I, uh, you know, I did like software engineering, but then finally it became an aspect. of I wanted to, you know, maybe I'm not in the place where I really want to be, right? And I, when I also, you know, parallelly I was working with clients as well. I used to really feel alive, and uh, you know i used to see the clients getting results and their life getting transformed you know that would really make me really feel alive and i and then you know the here aspect as well you know in the job every month the salary was coming that feeling was not there it was like okay salary is coming all right but you know when the clients are getting results it's like it's like happy money you know <laughs> that's what i felt
0: yeah and that's the difference between um getting money where you know you're so in love with doing the work that you're doing that the money is a bonus of course we all want money for even our needs for survival but going above and beyond can't just be for money because then it becomes like this very boring non-exciting pursuit so that's the part that you started to join now the other part is that like I mentioned a bit earlier, was that, that not all of it is um, very easy. So what were some of the biggest challenges that you faced while you were building your business? Because initially, the friction is a lot more before you get momentum, before you get you know all the pieces of the puzzle in place. And I think all the pieces are never in place forever. It's always constant growth and evolution. But the beginning is a bit harder. So where was it that you felt the most challenged in the first uh, few years when you went full-time into your business?
1: Mm, Okay, so that's a very interesting question. You know, when I was, you know, actually uh, working on my business, I I started following the trends, what's there in the, uh, you know, what's there in the market. But then I saw that, you know, the clients who I'm working with, uh, not getting the results yeah. as you know as I expected or as I want uh, you know and then I could see the resistance that you know then the membership started reducing and um, uh, you know there are a lot of people unsatisfied and then that was a very difficult fever for me because I had to then pivot and also understand what I like but then I understood you know I like working with clients one on one I like working with clients in a mini group setting, like um, 10 people only, you know, and uh, I, I like to create a lot of content with high value content, uh, you know, so that's what I really liked. And uh, that's when I pivoted into this aspect of working with premium clients, right? So the beginning was like, you know, when when there was a lot of resistance, when there was not much results, then, you know, that was a very difficult period where then I was losing money and, you know, just not uh, working out. Then I went into this space of serving and helping limited number of clients, but helping them get results. I was like at a success rate of like a 90 to 95% with my clients. So that was huge for me. From like a 20% success rate, you know, with the resistance, I moved into 95%.
0: Yeah. So what you're talking about is authenticity. Now, there are a lot of business models and they work for different people. And I have been there as well. You know, you're not the only one, I guess. Most people uh, get there. You know, you're trying to see what is working, what mm-hmm. is not working. And while it's good to have a strategy, I'm not saying it's not part of the equation, but you have to lead from your heart first because everybody is different and every business isn't different. And these kind of businesses are an extension of ourselves first. So that bit of authenticity has to come forward where you realize, okay, I like working with people one-to-one more. I like to work in smaller groups. And maybe that changes over time when you have a bigger team, when you, you know, things are different, but you have to lead with what feels good for you and then apply the strategy bit. So, you know, that's, that's really good. And then the other part that you talk about is not getting as many results initially. Now that's true. The day you plant the seed, you know, you sow the seed is not when you get the tree or the fruits. Um, And that is also something that would make me impatient. Also, I feel like I came from a background was I was into jobs and the results you know in terms of money is very predictable is very kind of instant mm-hmm. is very assured so there's this feeling of certainty but mm. when you're when you're doing a service-driven business even if you have like very good clients half of the work or more than half of the work depends on the clients and even if somebody is giving it their hundred percent there is a time lag And also in your business to show up consistently for people to develop that trust in you and see you being present over time. So there's always this not the instant gratification, but delayed gratification where you get get results after some time. And not everybody's going to get results because, you know, um, maybe they're not putting in the effort. Maybe it's not the right fit. It could be a lot of things. So why i wanted to talk about this is because even when we're in alignment with what we do it's not necessary that in fact not necessary it is it's impossible that you will not face challenges you will face challenges and that is the real life learning that happens Mm. through um you know, through mm-hmm. setting up a business, I feel anybody who wants to go on a self uh, growth, self discovery journey should start a business, and they will understand life much better. Because, you know, um, in our society, yes. we're taught not to make mistakes, not to fall, not to make a wrong move. And when you start doing something like this, uh, you know, you're bound to fail. And it's not, you know, fail, this word has a very negative connotation. But it's just about making mistakes and learning from your mistakes. And seeing what you're not doing the right way and then start doing it the right way and also in a way that's aligned for you. So I'm very, very happy for your achievements, um, Sachin. Uh, when it comes to manifesting money, you know, I am going to ask you from your experience, what is the one thing or the three things, whatever it is that comes up for you that you would like to tell people based off of your experience.
1: Hmm. i think uh, one, of the, one, the one thing is i think you know, the feeling of the million bucks you know you not to do, spend money or you know splurge money on things you are aligned with and not on things which you are not aligned with i think that is something like uh, if, you, if you really like uh, to you know, travel in a fancy car, which gives you that feeling. You can always go and have that and, and, and be responsible with the aspect of the finance. And if you don't like a car and you like the vacations in the Himalayas, you can do that as well. But I think the spending money on what you love, I think that will make you feel like a million bucks. And, and as you said, you know, that love vibrations, then it takes over, is what I feel.
0: Yeah. Absolutely, I'm a big advocate for intentional spending. So over here also, you know, social media and movies and everything, they we're conditioned to think that having money means living a certain lifestyle. And it doesn't have to be that way. You mm. get to decide, there's no judgment. Exactly. Money is not judging you on how you're spending it. You are judging yourself based on these societal norms about what is right and what is not right. And a lot of people and including i think ourselves at certain point in time uh, you know we aspire for certain things material or immaterial uh, which are somewhere influenced by society even if it's going to college pursuing a degree getting a job um and the big thing over here is to understand is your desire coming from a place of ego and this could be something like you know i want to have this flashy car because This is what society kind of treats as a status symbol. And then you get it and you realize that you don't even like Mm -hmm. it or it's too much maintenance or, you know, it just doesn't fit in, but you're doing it just because it's a societal norm. But if this is something you really, really enjoy, then it's a desire, you know, from your heart and go after it. You don't need any validation. What other people think of you doesn't matter. And the same goes for, you know, wanting to wear certain clothes, wanting to show up a certain way, who is anybody to judge how you spend your money until and unless you are in alignment in terms of you know treating it with respect and honoring your desires because the universe is always saying yes to whatever you are saying yes to law of vibration but you have to lead first. Brilliant so if people want to find you Sachin where can they find you if they want to connect with
1: you? If they want to find me, I am there on Instagram, YouTube with my uh, company, uh, you know, the Self Healers Hub, you know, that's my, uh, you know, brand. So the Self Healers Hub is available on Instagram, it's available on Facebook, on YouTube, just search for it. And, uh, you know, you will find my YouTube channel, my Instagram channel, and my Facebook uh, page as well, Self Healers Hub. And that's how they can connect with me. Great.
0: I'll put it in the description as well so that people can find it far more easily. Thank you so much for spending your time here. I'm so grateful to you Sachin. This has been a wonderful conversation.
1: I'm grateful for you You know that you brought me here and thank you for allowing me to share these views and it's been a great conversation.
0: You're welcome.